Suey, how y'all doing? Suey! Suey! Uh, what's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How we doing, everybody? We're, we're talking my pick, my final pick of this season. Yes. I guess we know what my wheelhouse is, because I've given us one legitimate horror movie, a horror cut. We've just slowly started going more comedic with my picks, because now we're in... What is, what is to me just a straight up comedy? Tucker and Dale versus yeah. Evil. Wait, what was your second pick again? Uh, Tremors. Tremors. Yeah. So All my right. choices have been getting steadily funnier. Yeah. And I, I wasn't sure if we did Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I know we had talked about it during Cabin in the Woods because yeah, it, it's it's weird because it's they're very different movies but have a very similar feel. Yes, and I think they came out around the same time period too. And I watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil way more than I watch Cabin in the Woods. See, I'm more I watch Cabin in the Woods more than I watch uh, Tucker and Dale. And uh, you know, I'm also gonna put it on the same level as Leslie Vernon because it's like taking a genre and then going behind the scenes of it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as always with our movie reviews, uh, we can't just dive right into that. We have to tease yeah. a little bit. We had homework we had to do. Homework, yes. Which uh, you had texted me the other day that uh, you wanted to make sure that we keep doing this homework stuff into next year. Yeah, because, uh, you know, this is the last time we're going to sign homework for the season, and I have a lot of choices I could give you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're like, oh, man, I don't know which one. I had a, I have, like, a list on my phone, like, all right, this is what I'm going to give Dave, but I want to give him all of them. I've been trying to give you – I've been more missed than hit when it came to assigning you homework. This year, uh, yeah. this season, but uh, I guess we'll see. So uh, first yeah. off, let's uh, let's say what our homework was. You gave me a Japanese horror called Remember. Yep. And you gave me Repo, the genetic opera, a horror, body horror type musical. Yeah. So two very different ones. I'm trying yeah. to. I've been trying to like give you something completely di- different each time. Yeah. And uh, so so who do you want to go first? Uh, I could go first. All right, so I gave you Repo the Genetic Opera for a couple of reasons, uh, but go. I'll, I'll go into that as you just go ahead and take it away. Okay, so Repo the Genetic Opera story revolves around a girl with an illness, and her room's kind of like her prison, but she keeps sneaking out. But it's also in the world where you could get organs or any type of plastic surgery. For a price, and if you don't pay it, the repo man will come kill you and remove the organs. Was it Gene Tech? Was that the name of the uh Gene Tech, yeah. They they have a stronghold on like if you want a kidney, they'll give you a kidney. If you want a yeah. a, a, a pace or whatever. They're a complete do. monopoly, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen Repo Man the movie multiple times, really enjoyed it. So the premise similar, but the stories are completely different. That's another reason why I gave it to you, because I knew that you had seen Repo Men with uh, Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, love that movie. And now I understand why people have a problem with that movie, mm-hmm. just by how different these are. Yeah, and because I, I believe this one, this one is, um, th- this one is different. And it, I mean, you can tell when Repo Men with Jude Law came out that they only took that idea and they just took the premise and just completely different story. And yes, because yes, that's why I was sitting here thinking, I was like, all right, if you've seen that, this is don't expect that movie because it's not. Yeah, no, it was not. I mean, it was pretty good. 
Now, I, 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 this is definitely a cult movie. Yeah. And I don't know how you are. This is like our first musical, I think, that we have uh, done See, on the show. I've never really been big on like horror musicals. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not big on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, neither am I, but I think yeah. that's because back in the day I had dated this chick who was super duper into it. Yeah. And really loved it that when I watched it for the first time, I was like, like I've gone to the theater like like four or five times doing like the whole Rocky Horror picture thing at the mm-hmm. theaters. Yeah. The whole time more for everything, but yeah. I think it was just because it was like it's like she built it up so much that when I was like watching, I was like, This is all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's okay. It's, so I, I think I mean there was only like a couple problems with this movie. Uh but yeah, you can go ahead. I kinda knew uh, that it was either going to be hit or miss with you, but I kind of wanted to just... I threw it in for a couple of other reasons, which I'll get, which I'll get into. Yeah. Has Paris Sultan in it? That's one of the reasons. <laughs> She's okay. Yeah, she wasn't a problem in this one. Not a problem at all in this movie. My main problem with this movie, as much as I love Alexis Vega, mm-hmm. Spy Kid and everything, Yep. her voice isn't strong enough to lead a musical. Uh, I do agree with that. She because uh, there's sometimes where she sounded really good, other times I'm like, oh, that's not great. No, her singing was definitely uh, uh, my least favorite part of of the people singing. Yeah, which is a shame. But a side thing about that Paris Hilton thing, from what I heard, she actually put up some of her own money to help make this ma- uh, movie. Uh, like I heard, really? I, I heard that she had like did a show or something like that or did an appearance of something and then put the proceeds to like uh help like fund like the costume and wardrobes and all that business okay i mean visually this movie is great yeah it's a fun for the effects yeah. and just the way it's filmed i really mm-hmm. enjoyed that yeah i mean i have problems with the movie too but i mean visually it's it's kind of it's fun to watch visually yeah and it's also like a movie that kind of lingers with you afterwards too mm-hmm. i mean the way it differs is kind of like in the Jude Law movie, Jude Law like falls in love, so he doesn't do his job. Mm-hmm. This one, the owner of Gene Tech, was in love with the Repo Man's wife, and now he wants the Repo Man to go kill his wife's best friend, his dead wife's best friend. Yeah, she didn't reciprocate his affections, and then he, didn't he like poison her? Yeah, he poisoned the medicine that the Repo Man, because he's originally a doctor. Yeah. That he was giving his wife to try to make her feel better. He poisoned it. And, repo and man everyone thought out. the Repo Man killed her. So to keep him out of jail, he became a Repo Man. What, now, what did you think of Repo Man himself? He, there's a, he was pretty good. From, uh, man from I mean, Old Buffy. That's where he's from. That's why. That's the other reason why I recommended it. Because I was like, I remember you mentioning that you were familiar with Buffy. So I, figured, I mean, I haven't watched Buffy since like I was a teen years. But yeah. That's why he looked familiar. I know him from somewhere. Well, we need to at least say what the guy's name is. I can't just say the Repo Man because I've seen that dude in plenty of things and I like him as an actor. Anthony Head. Yeah, Anthony Head, yeah. He was my favorite part of the whole movie. I think, uh, I like the Grave Robber. He's probably my favorite character of this one. He is the main composer of it. Is he? He's the main composer and he was also the... It was going to be between this one and another horror musical that I it was going uh, that I was going to recommend to you last time, which was called The Devil's Carnival, where he okay. where he plays. It's another horror musical, who, and it has him as the devil, and he does the music for that as well. 
But uh, seeing as how musicals are kind of hit or miss for you, I probably won't recommend yeah. that one. Like, he doesn't do much in the story, but when he's in the story, you like, you... He sells Zydrant. Yeah. yeah, the drug that's used to sedate people for surgery. That's he another... sucks it out of dead bodies and sells it on the street. Because th- th- we're yeah. in this world where it's not just if you need, like, a kidney, you can get a kidney. It's this pla- This is a world where people love plastic surgery and enhancements and stuff like that, so... yeah. And it kind of leads to like one of the best scenes in the movie where Paris Hilton's on stage starting to sing and her face falls off. Yeah, because she's addicted to Zydrate and surgery. Yeah, but it was a good recommendation. Yeah, and and I was as I was recommending it to you, it was more a recommendation of a we've never done a musical before. Yeah, and to like, have a cast that I thought was I was like for for a stacked cast who has of. Anthony Head, Vega, and Paris Hilton, Zenit. I kind of yeah. wanted to see how you thought about Paris Hilton since we've only ever done House of Wax with her in it. Yeah, I mean, the two movies we've seen her in it, she was never the problem in those movies. And I think that you and I are going to, are still some of the only people who defends her in that movie. In House of Wax, there's a lot of problems with that movie. She was playing the part. Yeah. She, She's just not that problem in the movie. She's just playing the part that. Like, if it was anybody else, they would have played it the exact same way. Exactly. Not saying she's, like, a super talented actress or anything, but from what I've seen her in... I thought she sang she's well. good, yeah. I thought she sang well in this, too. Yeah, she's a pretty decent singer as well, so give her flowers. Okay. Uh, oh, what, before, before you go into, like, kills or ratings or scenes or whatever, uh, what did you think the actual musical numbers? They were really good. I had that. They uh, they're they're not catchy though. Like in one, other musical, there's there's two that I think are pretty. A lot of it's operatic. Yeah, which, which I, is is kind of like the style of the. I mean, it's called Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I will say, at one point, for my phone ringtone, I had that when they're uh, at, it's near the end where they're putting on that show at that opera house. Uh, everyone's talking about going down at the opera tonight. That that used to be my ringtone at that, one point. That's probably the best song from the movie. When that guitar, when it when the beat drops, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. like, that's a cool ringtone. Um, that and I think the Grave Robber song is pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're good songs. They're just not too many that are catchy. Yeah, I get that. I uh, I get that. I mean, I'm not sitting. I'm not humming most of the songs, but uh, yeah. But uh, uh, were were there any? Uh, I I don't remember if there's any real notable. Well, there's a couple of deaths. Uh, Death or scene of the movie. Blind Mag when she died. Oh uh, yeah, she was like she rips her own eyes out, and then was Rhodey just kind of cuts the line on her suspension cable, and she just gets impaled. Impaled on a fence. Yeah, because those eyes were from Jinko. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're supposed to be really possessed, so. So she just, instead of having the Repo Man come out, she just ripped her own eyes out. Yep. That was a really good effect in that one. That, I will yeah. say that also, uh, I, I did like the style because some of it looks like a comic book at some point. Yeah. Uh, which I always think is pretty cool. And then uh, just the, the world uh, that that you're living in in this, I think is pretty neat. Yeah. But, it's uh, dark, it's grimy, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but when it comes down to it, what... Uh, go ahead and break down your score, your honest score for it. Okay, I think story. I'm going to give it a six. 
And then uh, when it comes to technicals, I'm going to give it an eight because, like I said, it's really well shot. I don't know what the budget was for it, though, but I... I... No. Uh, it had to be a pretty decent budget, because if not, that's even more impressive. I was about to say, uh, something tells me it probably didn't have a huge budget. Uh, 8.5 million. All right. I mean, that's not super so, high, but it's yeah. not super, you know... I think I think the budget was uh, used pretty good, fairly, really well. Uh, enjoyment, I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, okay, that's a little bit more than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah, so uh, it was twenty one out of thirty, pretty good movie. All right, well, that's a, actually a better score than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah, even though Rotten Tomatoes has it at thirty seven percent. Yeah, we don't go by Rotten Tomatoes anymore. No, they're they're awful. Uh, and. It is funny because I do, like I said, I, I do my own ratings and then I go yeah. back and then I see what Rotten Tomatoes says. And I'm like, especially when we went back and we were like, there's no way that you can have like, what was it? Soul Sur- not Soul Survivors, uh, Urban Legends 2 for Final Cut at like a, what was it? Like a 4 or 14 or something like that. 14 percent. Yeah. And that's just not fair. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So that's cool. All right. So you gave me another. uh this one was a Japanese horror movie. Yeah. Because uh, the, the other uh, one was... Uh, now, I'm going to go ahead and say this off the bat, and I'm not going to give it any points deducted for it. Uh, I don't know. The dubbing was a little weird for me. I think Netflix I pre- is always bad with dubbing. I would have much preferred it if it was subtitled. Yeah, Netflix's dubbing is just not great. But so, I'm not going to put that as a point against the movie itself. But uh, as I was watching, I was like, oh, man, these voices don't sound like they should go with these people at all. Yeah. Yeah, I basically gave you the Japanese Breakfast Club with the time loop. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, this feels like a little bit of Breakfast Club, a little bit of Happy Death Day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now now you were taking a gamble. But you, I think Dave, this season, is trying to get me to like movies with kids in them. Uh, <laughs> because this is another one where it's a kid-centric movie. Um, yeah, it's kid-centric, and there's a decent amount of CGI, so that was kind of a risk, but I was like... Yeah, it being like time loop centric, I'm like that's more into Chris's wheelhouse. He likes those types of stories, so maybe now when I before I go into it, I will go ahead and say as we kind of hinted, this is called Remember. Yeah, it takes place in a Japanese high school and a group of completely different kinds of uh, kids. You have your nerd, you have your social outcast, you have your I guess preppy girl would be it. She's dating like a college uh, bartender, I guess. Yeah, and then you have like the I don't know if you'd say he's a bad boy. I, social misfit, I'd say. Yeah. And uh, then you have like a regular, just like average student. Yeah. Go through regular day. And at the end of the day, they get killed by this creature. Now, I will say this. Uh, the creature you don't see right off the bat, which I think is always a wise choice. Yeah. Um, oh, but the movie doesn't start like that. It, the, you get a, a five-minute intro of a little girl who gets basically hacked up to death by this off-screen killer. Yeah. A grisly murder of a little girl. Uh, then the movie starts with uh, these students going through the day, and then at the very end of the day, they're all at the school. They get killed by this unseen creature. Yeah, the main character thinks it was just like a really weird dream that she had. Wakes up. Now, this is what I will say. They don't, I mean, that lasts for like two minutes of, oh, that must have been a bad dream because yeah. they she she goes to school the next day and the kids who got uh, killed by this creature the night before, 
all remember it. So we don't have this whole day of like, oh, I, it must have been my imagination. And oh, it's like, no, we just go right into it. All right, uh, something happened. We need to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, because there's like six of them that got sucked into this time loop. And there was this one nerd kid who apparently had been researching it, I guess, ever since it happened. And it turns out they are part of this, It's they call it a game, a body search game kind of thing. Yeah, body search, yeah. Where it's basically, they realize they're in a time loop, which they are destined to get killed every single day yeah. by, this, by this creature, unless, until they find the missing body parts of the victim of basically the creature that's killing them. And they all have to like put it all to put all the pieces back together, essentially. Yeah. So I will say this because I was telling you before we started, I am glad that I because this is the second day we were going to be recording. Yeah, we were going to record earlier in the week, but I wasn't feeling it. And I was like 20 minutes into this movie. I was just tired and I was just like, meh, whatever. I'm glad that I postponed it because I finished watching it today and I caught it in it. I got it on a better day. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to give it a fair run if I was going to try to watch it then. Yeah. Uh, The kids, they grew on me. I didn't hate them. I didn't hate them first off. uh, Aside from the awful dubbing. Yeah. But I like that. First off, they don't, they immediately start working together. Yeah. There's there's none of this like oh you guys do it on your own I'm gonna be over here and I'm or you guys don't know. it's no they just immediately just go like all right we gotta start figuring this shit out yeah there was only one like holdout he was just like yeah for the most part chilling for like the first couple of days and like, oh, I guess I'll work with these guys yeah but for the most part all of them are kind of working together yeah um, although I will say a little bit to the movie's detriment because it feels like they formed a bond way too quickly. They did have a, a, a montage where they were, you know, they start working together and they're like, Oh, I found this body part. And no, yeah. I found this. Cause I guess it's like a, you, every time you find a body part, it like saves your game progress. Yeah. So, Oh, I found an arm. All right. So I don't have to find the arm the next day. Yeah. It's like even, even by day three, they're like all laughing and having fun with this, like treating it like it's an actual game. <laughs> yeah. Which, I kind of liked and kind of didn't like, but I kind of like it a little more just because it's just like, we're not going to be doom and gloom about this. Like, ah, whatever. You know, we're going to die. We're but gonna, I'll, We're going to figure this out, yeah. We'll figure this out. We'll be, and, and although I will say, I think it's kind of sucky that they have to keep coming back to school. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there was one day where they just, I think, skipped and went to the beach. Yeah. Because um, I think they're stuck on like a Tuesday. Which is an awful day to be stuck at school. Right? Like, that's such a random day like that. This movie, every time something happens that was a little bit like, eh, something would happen that kind of made up for it. Yeah. The creature itself, um, at first you don't see it, and they make really good use of shadows. Yeah. You just you just see, like, a little girl sh- silhouette. She's carrying around a doll that kind of looks like Sammy from Trick or Treat. <laughs> and there is CG. And you know what? Actually, there's a lot of... There's a lot of violence and a lot of blood, but I wouldn't say it's gory. It's well used. It's well used. It's not like yeah. there's people getting chopped up. There's people yeah. like there's gallons of blood, but you don't necessarily see somebody getting hacked up to death. No. Which I think is is a point towards it. Because I was like I was like, you know, 
there is a lot of violence. There is a lot of people getting like their heads chopped off and impalements, but you don't, but it doesn't seem gratuitous. Yeah. It, it's very weird to put, but it's, it's, it's a lot, but not over the top. So I think that was pretty cool. Uh, so they do this for a couple of days. There's also some inner storylines between, uh, uh, th- there's this one guy who's known this girl since like, uh, they were little kids yeah. and they had like a falling out at some point. Uh, they grow closer together and it, in, in this aspect, it's like the breakfast club because all yeah. the, all the, uh, they're very different people, but then they all come together. Bond. Yeah. They all, they all start to bond, which is very sweet. I like that. Yeah. Um, now they're throughout their investigation. They're trying to figure out who this little girl is that got, or who who this victim is that they're putting yeah. back together. Uh, they find out it's this body of this little girl. Uh, did they now? Did I miss it, or did they ever find out who killed her? Because that might, or did they not find out who killed her? I think they might have, yeah. Because that might not have been important to the story. It might have just been like she got killed, and you got to put her body to rest. Yeah, I don't remember. But either way, they find out it's a little girl, and they also find her doll, which was basically her best friend, carried it with her everywhere. Uh, they find the doll during the day, and then it disappears. Next night, they're searching around, you know, trying to do the more body parts finding. The doll fuses with the creature of the little girl and turns into this, like, hybrid monster. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool monster. I I really like the monster in this movie. Yes, I thought it was cool. Like first off, they have like so this kind of gives you a little bit of everything of what you want. You have your creepy little girl if that's what you're into. Like I'm the creepy little girls don't really scare me, but yeah. it's there if you want that. Then they have like an actual cool creature. Uh, that's it looks like it's made of hair. It looks like it's like I don't know why. It just, it just the the structure of it made me think it was just like a big hair creature and with. Jaws that kind of open up like the mouth of a um, oh, what's the, what are those creatures in uh, Stranger Things called? Demi Gorgon. Yes, yeah. it kind of it kind of opens up its face like that and to eat people. It eats one of the one of the teenagers. Next morning, they're all trying to you know come together to uh, find, or, or they always come together in the morning so they can figure out the game plan for the day. Yeah, but they can't find so and so. I forget her name. They can't find so and so, and then they come to find out. If this creature eats you, it basically erases you from existence. Yeah. Now there feels like there's actual stakes. Yeah. Because like, at this point, everyone is like, oh, ha, 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 whatever. You know, we die, sure. Well, like, yeah, we even, get fucked up. Yeah, but whatever, yeah. Even when they're dying sometimes in the in the thing, they're just like kind of laughing it off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, 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 I don't know. I kind of respect that. I like <laughs> They're just like, well, I, oh, damn, got me. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys when we resurrect tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, now that the creature, if it eats them, they get erased from existence, yeah. They also later find out through other circumstances that if they finally get the creature like laid to rest, get the body parts all together, they all forget about each other. Yeah. So, so all, the into- all the days that they had spent trying to like kill this creature and the bonds that they formed, they forget about each other. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so now it's just even more stakes. Now it's just yeah. finally come up with a game plan. Uh, next day, <laughs> they proceed to. I wrote it down because it's. A, I, I don't know any other way I can say this, but it's a cool way to put it. They beat depression's ass with concrete rebar and a chainsaw. 
Yeah. They, they find out that this, they were like, I think this creature chose us because it fed off of our loneliness pretty much. Basically, of- yeah. Because each of them were lonely in their own way. Yeah. Even the preppy girl was like lonely. Uh, she thinks that her boyfriend was like, no, she finds out that she's his side piece. Yeah. Then uh, you have like the nerd, and then you have like the, for all for, you get the their each individual backstories, but yeah. in some way or another, they're all lonely in their own way. Yeah. And through chainsaws, chains, and all sorts of stuff, they beat depression's ass. With, yeah. And uh, de- decapitate it and get the head. Uh, except for they lose three people in the process that got eaten, which is also weird that there's no security in this place. They're not being quiet. Like all these nights that they're like getting attacked, they're loud and there is no security. Well, I took it as in at the night when they're at the school. Uh-huh. I take it as they're in like a different dimension. Yeah, I guess because I the that chapel too. they they're the coffin and everything in looks completely different during the day than it does during their night. And their stuff gets saved kind of like a game anyway. So it does, it does. And all the damage to the school is not there in the morning. Magically repaired. Yeah. So that, that's a good way to put it. I guess you could say that once it hits a certain night time, because once it hits a certain time, do they automatically like relocate to the school? Yeah. They wake up at midnight in the school. They wake up at midnight in the school. So yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is kind of like its own little dimension at night. Yeah. Where I could definitely see this being a video game. Yeah. It kind of felt like It's based off a manga. That's what, that's what I heard, but I could definitely see this being like a game that you could play with like, kind of like phasmophobia. Yeah. I could definitely see this being like a game. Probably is a game in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, they, they get the head, uh, it's down to I, I don't remember the names of the last two. I I can't remember really the names of any of them. I just remember uh, them by uh, who they are. Kiko is the last girl, I think. The final girl, oh, Asuka. Mm-hmm. And her friend, the one that she has feelings for, who she definitely doesn't want to forget. She's the, basically the only one left standing at the end, and she's trying to get the head to the uh, to the rest of the body. Pretty yeah. much to win the game. Continue. Heroes, his name, and can still continues to beat this uh, thing's ass with like rebar and like metal sheets and stuff like that. It's just hitting this thing. Gets the head to the thing. Yeah. Day resets. It's the next morning. Next yeah. morning, she's seeing the news and she says that like a body was discovered at the school where she is. It's the obviously the body that they've been putting together. Put together, yeah. Um. She has no recollection of anything. She's going. She's going to school. Uh, everything seems like it kind of reset back to how it used to be. Yeah. Except at the very end, uh, what's his name again? Takahiro. Yeah. Was it a pen? A pendant that he gave her? A uh, tie clasp, I believe. What was that? Like a tie clasp. Mm-hmm. That's what he gave her. Uh, didn't he like re-give it to her at the very end? And it is like he kind of remembers. No. Uh. Somehow she still had it, and then she drops it. Oh yeah, in front of right. yeah. Because even though they don't remember, all like all six of these kids get grouped up to volunteer. That's right. That's to work right. a fair after school that day. Yeah. So it's like they'll they'll get they'll naturally like open back up again because they they became friends very quickly. Yeah. So. I kind of like leaves it open to like, well, it, it's kind of sweet. Like they in the they win the game. And their prize is that they won't be lonely anymore because they yeah. will eventually form that friendship again. Exactly, yeah. 
which is a very hard, you know, usually you don't get that kind of a heartfelt ending in a horror movie. No. So what did I think of it? Oh, well, let me choose my kill real quick. I'll say the first person that got eaten just because I thought that was, it's the first design of this new monster that we see. Yeah. And I, I like that it opens up its jaws like three different directions and then eats this right. person. So oh. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, the way that I usually score these things when I'm sitting here watching, yeah. like within the first 20 minutes, I already have a number in my mind. And then okay. I have like, boom, boom, boom. And then that number tends to change as the movie goes really? along. Yeah. So like if if I have technicals out of five at the beginning, I keep watching it. If it gets better, I raise it a point or two. If it gets uh, worse, I lower it a point or two. And but like off the cuff, I usually have a set number. Okay. So I will say this: the number that I have now is higher than the numbers that I started with. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Technicals, I'm giving a seven and a half. Okay. For stuff that had CG, it had a good mixture of both CG and a bit of practical effects in it. Yeah. Um, this one CG wasn't awful. Japan usually does pretty well with that, so. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It was like, it was also, um, yeah, the fact that it was Japanese, like, it definitely had a different feel than, like, the one from Korea, the, uh, Gongjim. Yeah. This one actually, yeah, so, technical seven and a half. It was good. I, I have no problem with the technicals. And it had pretty cool uses of shadow at the very beginning. I respect any movie who doesn't show their villain right off the bat. No, builds up to it, yeah. Even had some heartfelt music at some points. Uh, that was kind of tugging on the heartstrings when they're yeah. like kind of talking about the kids and their like loneliness and all that. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, oh that's kind of sad, <laughs> right? Um, story, a story. I gave a seven. Okay. I like the aspect of it also being a game. Yeah, it did feel like a game, like like I said, like a phasmophobia game where you would play with some friends. Yeah, um, it kind of loosens up the feeling of this movie. Yeah, and... Because uh, this, like, topic w should seem like it would be pretty heavy. Finding body parts of a dismembered little girl. They're laughing through it, though. They're like... Yeah. But, it, I mean, they're laughing, but not, like, in a... Uh, oh, that's very... Off-putting. Off-putting. They're laughing. It's like, yeah. well, this is it. This is what it is. You know, yeah. if we're, we're going to be dying every day, we might as well, like, try to... What are we going to do? Be doom and gloom about it the whole time? Right. Uh, also, I think it's a cooler dynamic when you have a group of people reliving the same day instead of it just being one person. One yeah. person. It adds a different dynamic, which I think is cool that you can explore. Because usually with these kind of movies like this or Groundhog's Day or Death Day or anything like that, it's usually just one person. Yeah. Though I, I, I did say earlier on, I think that the bonding happened a little too quickly. I understand why, yeah. but I think you should have had the montage first and then have them they they kind of flip-flopped it where it showed them like being close the very next day and then the montage of all of them doing yeah. that stuff. i think that should have been flipped yeah um I but feel seven yeah. and enjoyment i give a seven as well uh okay yeah i thought this for for uh genre and stuff that you know i'm kind of going into it a little bit hesitantly yeah with kids and it's yeah. you know i already said that you know little girl like stuff doesn't like scare me in or anything like that uh the they the kids grew on me yeah. and every time i did have a small criticism or uh, a weird line read or so also i also have to take into consideration some of the stuff that they probably say is also a cultural thing yeah like if something sounds a little bit weird, I might be like, "Oh, that might just be like a normal saying in Japan or something." Or yeah, that might exactly. Be a normal yeah, thing. 
it doesn't translate right in English. So I did give it yeah. that benefit of the doubt too. But for the most part, yeah. And I thought it was a cool creature design. Yeah. It was a nice ending battle too. At the very end, at the very end with the, like the chainsaws and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, chop the bitch's head off. Yeah, they gave it help. Like, hell yes. Let's let's do it. I was like, beat his ass, beat his right. ass. Oh, yeah. So I, uh, so I was rooting for him at the end. So yeah, yeah so it was a uh, seven enjoyment, seven story, seven and a half technical. 21 and a half out of 30. Pretty good score. So just a little half point above yours. Yeah. Over the one I gave you. Yeah. So yeah. it was a good week for homework. Yeah, good homework. Yeah. Uh, so let's assign uh, our final homework. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a movie that I think is a contender for movie of the year for me so far this year. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's oh, in the Knock at the Cabin. Uh, knock at the Cabin, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, give me a second because I know you've talked about a couple that you like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you. I remember you saying that you liked Knock at the Cabin, and uh, this is going to be Infinity Pool was the other one that I have like in the running right now. This is going to be uh, interesting because the last time I watched an M Night Shyamalan movie was the abysmal Avatar movie. It's M Night Shyamalan. It's yeah. a coin flip if it's going to be good or not. And I, and this is coming from a guy who has defended M Night Shyamalan. I yeah. I said that I, I think that he would be right at home at a twenty four. Yeah. So, okay. Knock at the cabin. Is that on Shutter? Uh, it's on Peacock, I believe. All right. All right. So I have, God, we really do need to do homework next week. Cause I have like four different movies right here that I want to recommend you. Yeah. Um, all right. So I give you, you said repo genetic opera was okay. You said it was a pretty decent one. Yeah. You liked the burbs. Yeah. So you got a streak of two going, man. Come on. You got a streak of two. Okay. I need to go with one. All right. Well, I don't know if you'd be into that one. Uh, I have one, but I don't know. Like, this is more of a sci-fi creature feature. Now, I don't know if we consider creature features in the same vein as like. I mean, we reviewed Tremors and creature but, features kind of fit in horror. Because I was going to recommend you if you've never seen the movie Evolution. Seen it. All right. Yeah. What, what do you think of that movie, by the way? Oh, it's a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So that was going to be one. I was like, all right. Um, I was going to recommend you Teeth. All right. It's going to be between these two movies. I'll let you choose between these two movies. Okay. And if you've seen one of them, that'll make it easy. If 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 you haven't seen either, then okay. You can either see... Have you seen the movie Would You Rather? With uh, Brittany Snow? With uh, Jeffrey Combs? Uh, is it the one where they play the game Would You Rather and she... The girl survives, so with the money for her brother, and then yeah, so you have he kills himself. And the, yeah. All right, so that leaves with uh, Eli Roth movie, uh, produced movie called Clown. Have you seen that? You said clown. Clown. Isn't that the movie where the guy puts on like the clown suit and it doesn't come off? All right, so you have seen that one. Yeah. All right, so you've seen all four of these. All right, you'll have to give me a moment. All right. Oh, uh, I'll give you the movie that I was gonna give you uh, before I gave you the burbs. I'm going to give you Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her? That has uh, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, uh, Goldie Hawn. Okay. So Death Becomes Her. That one's a, that one's a pretty macabre, pretty funny. Uh, so I think, I think you'll, I think you'll get, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not like laugh at, well, I laugh at it, but it's, it's a mixture of macabre and funny. All right. So we got Death Becomes Her, and we have uh, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. 
All right. That'll, I think that'll be a good way to end it out. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident with Death Becomes Her because that was going to be one that I was going to recommend to you anyway before the burbs. Yeah. All right. So we're kind of ending, I think th- we're kind of finding each other's sweet spots. Yeah. Um, started out a little bit rough. Well, mostly me. <laughs> so I've but, had one, I think one miss. That was 30 miles from nowhere. Yeah. Because you didn't like intruders or the intruder. You didn't like Tetsuo. And you said it's not that you hated like Mungo. You just it's were just boring slow. to you. It's a slow burn that just takes too long to get into. And you are apparently correct because Julie Falgis Falge said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And you had given me Gonjiem, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Exorcist, which was kind of a kind of a cop out for us one, just because I that one's known for being a good horror movie. Yeah, but you haven't seen it. I'm like, how are you doing this podcast? Never seen Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, you, so you gave me that one, Exorcist, and you gave me Thirty Miles from Nowhere and Ginger Snaps. Ginger, ginger Snaps, which yeah. I will probably say that of the ones that you've given me, I've probably liked Ginger Snaps the most. Yeah, that one's a cult classic too. And I, yeah, I, I think I've been giving you a lot of cult ones too. I think I think yeah. Tetsuo has a little cult following, and I know I think so. Yeah, Gen, uh, Repo definitely has a cult following. Oh yeah, that's definitely a cult one. Um, all right, so now it's this is kind of bittersweet. It's my final movie pick of uh, personal favorites. Of just uh, jumping into a wood chipper, man. Just we're gonna we're gonna jump into this movie like a college kid jumping into a wood chipper. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. One oh, sentence. Man. One sentence, sum up real quick in case you don't want to get too much spoiled. Uh, Tucker and Dale is just the story of a group of innocent college kids who just want to have a good time going camping and swimming, but they begin to get terrorized by a bunch of sadistic backwood hillbillies. Or, or a simpler way to put it is miscommunication and prejudice leads to a lot of deaths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you want to put it more honestly, Tucker and Dale are just two friends who want to spruce up tucker's new cabin uh summer cabin and new vacation home yeah (laughs) and these kids keep killing themselves all over his property (laughs) yeah (laughs) now as i said before i've probably watched this i've I've watched this way way more than cabin in the woods and i have no idea why it just for me i i quote this movie too (laughs) more than cabin in the woods (laughs) Uh, ironically this is also a cabins in the woods kind of movie too it's yeah it takes place in a cabin in the woods I mean, the movie is pretty much, if you've seen Leslie Vernon, again, I saw, said it's also let Leslie Vernon, it is taking a trope, this in this case, backwoods hillbillies, murderous hillbillies, and showing it from a different perspective. You know, maybe yeah. the movies have had it all wrong all this time. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this one was just a fluke. Fluke, yeah. So, as I said in the beginning, Tucker and Dale, they're two. They're country boys, but they ain't. But I mean, they like to fish. They like to, you know, do everything country. But they're not like dumb redneck hicks. They just—they're no, not even from the area. They're just going to fix up this vacation home that they're just going to fuck their bot. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, they don't live out in a cabin in the woods. This is like he's at his vacation home. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, but they wear like overalls. They have one has a beard. They like to fish. They you know do the real stare- blue collar people. Yeah, blue collar is more is more of the words. Uh, better way to put it but they have a stereotypical hillbilly look with the overalls and the trucker hats and blah 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 um, and uh the college kids get the wrong perception of them the college but, kids however are stereotypical college kids yeah 
your usual college kids in these movies. But you get why they get the wrong perception of him, because when Dale first goes to talk to him, he's carrying a scythe. He's carrying a scythe. He's well. They, they pass them on the road at yeah. first. They're all. They're both going to like this convenience store slash gas station, yeah. and they have this. If you if you were as an outsider, if you were looking in, it would look like that, that they're just kind of like staring down these college kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But you find out it's just because Dale Dale has, has, has sees one of the college girls. He's getting like a little mini crush yeah. on her, and. He doesn't know Dale is my spirit animal. Yes. Yeah. He um he has he's nervous around new people, especially beautiful women. Yeah. He doesn't know how awkward like a certain interaction is until like after it's done. And he's a treasure trove of like useless trivia information. <laughs> so he's yeah. my he's my spirit animal. And he just gets terrible advice from Tucker. I mean, like, it was good advice. Smile. It's good advice, but he yeah. doesn't do it correctly. He's in like, the right way, yeah. He said, "Hey, just go over to you know to the college girls. Just go introduce yourself, and just whatever they say, just smile and laugh. It builds confidence." So he's like, "I don't know what he grabs the scythe for. I guess he just yeah. wanted to. Have, I guess I can kind of understand because like a nervous habit of just having something to hold with them." Yeah, I get that. I used to yeah. do that with uh, if I ever I had to do stuff in uh, if I had to give like a speech in college, I would always keep like a paper clip on me to like like fiddle with my hand is just a nervous thing to yeah do. just have something to do with your hand yeah and he grabs the side he goes walking up to the college kid and he goes so you guys going camping <laughs> <laughs> and, and, i was like yeah. all right dude that's like the worst possible way you could have asked that. <laughs> yeah and of course they get creeped out and like drive away and i was like yeah so that's the kind of movie you're in for it's just a bunch of misunderstandings like this yeah and <laughs> i uh, so early on, the movie starts building the groundwork for, like, they do the stereotypical thing where, like, even the, um, they, they get pulled over by the sheriff. I don't know why the sheriff pulls them over. I don't know if they were speeding or if they had a taillight out or something. Broken brake light. Broken brake light. Pull, pulls them over, and they're saying, yes, officer, we're, we're going to my new summer home so we can make some repairs on it and yeah. spruce it up. And he's essentially the crazy Ralph kind of. Yeah. He's like, you don't need to be. There's nothing but death that awaits you over in these. Parts. Nothing but pain and misery up that way. Nothing but pain and misery. All right. And you need to get that taillight fixed. <laughs> uh, so thank you, officer. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and, Dale's, and Tucker is like, he's just probably jealous because he can't afford a summer home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. I, I love their optimism. Right. Um, as they're driving, uh, college kids get set up someplace in the woods. Usually, I would stereotypically call these kids uh, like like Chads, but the main head frat dude is named Chad. Yeah, and he gives us the, basically the campfire story. Basically, our Friday the Thirteenth Part Two campfire story of a massacre that happened like decades ago, where a group of college. And yeah, just so you have it. The cabin that Tucker bought was a cabin owned by the guy who killed him. Yeah, there was a massacre that happened decades ago where, like, a couple of hillbillies came and there was a bunch of, like, teenagers partying and stuff like that in the 70s and hillbillies came in and, like, murdered and massacred all of them, supposedly yeah. except one who, like, got away. And Tucker and Dale, that was, that's Tucker's new uh, summer home. And I love it because it has, like, bones hanging up. 
Yeah, they get and to the they Tucker's get to, like, oh, baby, they're into archaeology. They, yeah, they get to, uh, Tucker and Dale get to their to this cottage, the cabin in the woods. They open it up, and what most of us would look and see like this dilapidated, like, like you know, rundown cabin. They're like looking and going, "Oh my God, this is a mansion." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like, oh, you saying that this is a fixer upper? Which I got to be honest, if I saw stuff like that, like I'd, I'd kind of have that same feeling. I'd be like, you know, if you just spruce this place up a little bit, this would be a nice be little nice, summer yeah. place. But you know, if you're like, but if you're like college kids who are from like the better quote unquote part of town, you would look and see like all oh, this rundown thing. But for I would say a regular blue collar guys, which I would think that me and uh, Dave here kind of fit that bill, we would probably yeah. look at that and be like, you know what? If you just give a couple of days and spruce this place up, this would be a nice little place to hang out. A nice little cabin, yeah. Nice little cabin out here in the woods. Get some fish and do, and kind of yeah. get away from it all. But there's like also like uh, newspaper clippings of of like so and so slain, this many people yeah. gruesomely murdered, and stuff like that. But the only thing Dale sees is a coupon amongst everything saying, two, "Hot dogs buy two get two free." Oh, Expires man. never. Expires never. <laughs> it's like hell yeah. This place keeps getting tell- better. Right. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's. Uh, but that, but the place is in needing of some fix uh, fixing up. There's like yeah. old tree stumps that need sawing down. There's like some stuff yeah. that needs digging up, and there's some old. There's a, speci- a specific old beam with nails. That in Tucker it. Uh, leans against, and Dale has to push him out of the way so he's to get impaled by the nails. Oh, like they need to fix that. So it's a fixer yeah. upper, but you know they're they're out there. I mean that's what they dedicated the weekend pretty much for. Yeah. So the first night they decided they're gonna do some fishing. Mm-hmm. To get on the lake, do some fishing. Hard day's work. They got their, they're all set. They're like, yeah, let's ease out the day with a little bit of fishing. Yeah. Coincidentally, at the same time, the college kids are like, why don't we go skinny dipping? Yeah. Which I don't understand anybody who wants to go skinny dipping, like in a, not that kind of lake. I mean, that, yeah. well, I can understand, like, I've, I've been like swimming out in like Pennsylvania lakes before, but yeah, I don't kind know of like I'd go skinny dipping in them. Not not in this one. Not this this one specifically looks like it would definitely have like leeches in it. Yeah. But I mean I, I've swam in something that kinda looks like a Camp Crystal Lake uh kind of yeah. lake. Um yeah. but this one looks more like a bog more than it. I don't know yeah. if a some it looked more marshy than anything. It it looks like a creek. It looks like a creek. Yeah. Um but they go skinny dipping and um Tucker and Dale's fishing then they're like, hey, what's that noise? I kind of want to see what they're up to. <laughs> Tucker like steers the boat over towards mm-hmm. them. Um, Allison, who was one of the college girls, she's like our main college mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Uh, Chad is like the douchey frat boy. When you when I say Chad, he's literally a Chad. Yeah. And with uh, asthma. With asthma. <laughs> with Chad, Which but... is so funny. <laughs> and then doesn't act like a badass. And... <laughs> Then you have the preppy sorority girl who is very Paris Hiltony of, yeah. of from late nineties, early two thousands, and then you have another random uh, their token black man of their group. Yeah, not to put it that way, but he kind of is pretty much just the only other dude there. Yeah, the black guy, and then there's a black girl to go with them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, so they're they're all skinny dipping. Uh, they accidentally startle Allison, who she's kind of like separated herself from the little from the group and everything and yeah. she's, she's kind of like kind of stri- stripping down she's not gonna get she, this movie isn't gonna have anybody get butt naked for some no. reason this movie has a little more class than that right 
she she gets yeah. into her underwear and she's about to go skinny dipping and then she gets startled when she sees Tugger down there's like oh like oh, I wasn't expecting you to see and then she like falls in the water I guess she hits her head <laughs> they they the, Tucker uh, Dale jumps in the water gets her like brings her on the boat now what the other people see <laughs> is just two rednecks pulling their unconscious friend That's into true. a boat as they're saying we got your friend <laughs> we got your friend, friend. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, they got Allison. <laughs> they, <Yeah. laughs> like, if, I, it really is funny because you can see it. You can see both ways. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go, go on. Okay, I'm kind of talking yeah. about it too much. So uh, they take Allison back to the cabin because she's knocked unconscious. And, you know, they're like, oh, eventually her friends will come for her. You know? She, she wakes up. Yeah, she, yeah, she's out in, in, in the bedroom with a yeah. head wrap. Dale brings her breakfast and... She wakes up, gets startled, and he's like, oh, she, she doesn't like pancakes, and runs out of the room. Yeah, she <laughs> makes her another whole other breakfast, brings it in. Because she wakes up in just this run-down cabin thinking that she got kidnapped. Yeah. And, he, yeah. Dale explains the situation to her. She's like, oh, okay, that was nice of you guys. Yeah, so. And whatever. Yeah, and then. Turns out Allison is pretty cool. Yeah. So they start playing Trivia Pursuit. You got Tucker outside cutting up some wood. He, and at he, the time when the friends are going to come up to the door, Tucker cuts into a beehive, starts running out, swinging his chainsaw around. Looking like a man. Yelling man. all crazy, yeah. Causes all, all these college kids to just run back into the woods. Thinking, oh it's, God, these are crazy. These are crazy people. <laughs> crazy redneck going to chop the chainsaw. And Tucker's running next to one kid. They're looking at each other. Kid impales himself onto a... Just a random branch in the woods. How does he impale? He just runs like just Full as fast. Full speed. He's running as fast as he can. Straight right, into a, right into a sharp. Like, sharp piece of wood. Yeah. yeah sharp, sharp piece branch. of wood. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Dale is is playing uh, board games with Allison. They're kind of kind of having a little sweet little bonding moment where like, yeah. uh, well, Allison is the one that Dale was kind of crushing on back at the uh at back the at, convenience store so back, yeah so he you know he's kind of opening up a little bit and she's kind of realizing oh you know we were kind of wrong about because yeah we were wrong about these guys we were wrong about these guys he's actually a sweetheart and he's you know they're just out here trying to you know fix up this place and uh turns out she's also she's i think she's going to college to be a psychologist i think yeah she's going to be a therapist yeah and oh. You know, they start doing some work around the house because you find out Allison actually yeah, she grew, grew up, up on the farm. Yeah. Grew up with brothers. So she, I think she said, yeah, you either had to work uh, or get out of the way or something like that. Or you had to basically work, earn your work, keep. Earn your keep, yeah. So she starts building, like uh, digging out the trench for the outhouse. This whole time Dale. she's just, this whole time she, they're pretty much just waiting for her friends to come. Yeah. Her friends to come over. They're thinking, all right, they'll eventually come by. And she's like, well, I'll help you out while we're waiting yeah um and at this point you know they're digging you got tucker throwing wood into a wood chipper oh yeah after 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 like he got stung up by a bunch of bees and everything he got stung by a bunch of bees and was talking to dale and dale was like uh, they were like oh i saw your your friends out there they must be allergic to bees because they i I saw them and they just like ran away yeah so so it's (laughs) <laughs> the mis- misunderstandings are just like they think, God, yeah they think that he's attacking them he's thinking that they're just being standoffish and 
the college kids came across their friend who got impaled and thinks that it's Tucker and Dale who killed him. Yeah. And now they're going to plan an assault on the compound, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it gets them digging out this trench. And as they're digging, one of the friends comes up with a, like this shipped up spear, screams, causes Dale to like turn around, hits Alice in the head with the shovel. Mm-hmm. She's out cold. He tackles Dale into the trench and impales himself on the spear. Meanwhile, on the other part of the yard... Tucker goes and grabs the wood to put the wood chipper. College kid dives right over the top of him, right into the fucking wood chipper. So, that is... Well... That I, is my, my one favorite of the best scene. scenes, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and spoil my, like, death and everything of the, of the movie. Yeah. This is my favorite overall scene of the entire movie. Yes. Like, because you, it's, it's funny on a number of different reasons. A, as a slapstick, because this college kid just completely misses his entire mark of trying to tackle Tucker and just dives head first into this wood chipper. Yeah. And two, it is Tucker's reaction. Oh, uh, we should probably uh, also at this point say who's playing who. Uh, I know Tucker is played by Alan Tudyk and uh, the guy playing Dale, he's from uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Tyler Labine. Kind of looks like Squirrely Dan from uh, Letter Kenny. Yeah, that, that's exactly the look uh, yeah. th- that he has. Yeah, Katrina Bowden as Allison. Those are the three. And just say who Chad is, because those are pretty much our four. Uh, Jesse Moss. I don't know what else he's been in. Um, he was Jason in Final Destination 3. I guess he was just one of the ones who got killed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the other reason why that is so funny, that woodchipper scene, is I- I'm just putting myself in Tucker's shoes. You're just out there doing yard work. And you're just, you know, you're just mindlessly chucking wood into like a wood chipper. And then you just turn around and there is a body in the wood chipper. And you're yeah. like, what? what? You don't know what is <laughs> You just turn he, around. And... He grabs the legs and starts trying to pull them out. But to the college kid, it looks like he's stuffing them in. And he just, he turns around, sees a body and just starts screaming. Bloody murder. Like, yeah. what, what is happening? Yeah. And... So that's two more bodies down. The guy who trips and falls on his own spear trying to attack Dale kills himself by impaling himself. And the guy who stupidly jumps headfirst into a wood chipper. Yeah. Uh, Allison gets is basically knocked out again. Yeah. They bring her back inside the house, and then they regroup. Tucker and Dale are regrouping, trying to figure out what is going on. And Tucker makes this revelation of, I know what's happening out here. <laughs> Suicide cult. It's a suicide pact. Yeah. <laughs> it's a suicide pact. These kids has, have, have made some kind of weird cultish agreement and started killing themselves all over the property. <laughs> and they want Allison to kill her, too. And he's like, and Dale's like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. No. And so, so now... And I love that. Tucker's like, we can't go to the police. What am I supposed to say? Our kid just jumped into the wood chipper. Hi ho, officer. We've had a doozy of a day. Here we were minding our own business, making some improvements to my new house, and all of a sudden these kids started killing themselves all over all my over property. The, yeah. And he's like, but that's what happens. No one's going to believe that. And the cop, I'm saying that's... Yeah, the cop that gave him the warning shows up as they're trying to, like, move the... Well, they, they tried to get the body out of the wood chipper. Yeah. Uh, which is basically just a lower torso at this point. Yeah. And so one of them, each of them carrying a severed part of the body, 
who shows up? The cop. <laughs> yeah. With the kids in the backseat. With the kids in the backseat who found them and says, yeah. these guys are killing our friend. And it says that exact quote, line for line. Hi, hi officer. You won't believe the kind of day we've had. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what about Allison? Well, she's just inside resting. She got knocked out. <laughs> no, wait, I'm trying to remember because he said, oh, yeah. You saying you have an unconscious girl in there? Yeah, she's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tucker's just sitting there listening. He's like, this, he, he, Tucker is obviously this, uh, the one with the most common sense of yeah. Tucker and Dale. And he realizes how dumb this sounds and exactly how incriminating this sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they're like, you can go ahead and check on her if you want. The college kids are in the backseat, like, freaking out, like, don't go inside. Don't go inside because the the cop the cop kind of also has some common sense because he's yeah. like he can tell that Tucker and Dale aren't like ruthless killers. Yeah, and and he goes inside. They check on Allison, and they're like, yeah, it's like, well, she's not brain dead, so that's good." Uh, meanwhile, also at this point, Chad is also losing his fucking mind. Yeah, Ch- Chad is like getting really into this, like. It's us versus them. It's, it's yeah. uh, you know, it's survival of the fittest. We're, you know, only it's either going to be us walking out of here alive or it's them. Blah blah. He's like having this weird bloodlust for some reason. Which yeah, we'll find out later. It, his friends were like not about it until this happens. Yeah, their friends so want to the get cop, out of here. <laughs> after talk to him, leans on the broken beam from earlier. Mm-hmm. Boom! Nail straight to the head. Nail straight to the face. So the cop comes. Running out of the door, all wobbly legged, with a board uh, impaled into his head, and of course that's what the college kid sees. It's he's, yeah, they think that they killed. <laughs> yeah, and Dale said they're like, "How's he even walking right now?" <laughs> right. I think he's gonna yeah. walk it off. He's gonna be fine. Cop <laughs> oh, grabs the radio, press the button, and dies. Uh, one of the dumb college kids grabs the sheriff's gun, accidentally tries to see why it's not shooting, shoots himself in the face by accident. Uh, yeah, because that's because uh, Dale was like, "The safety's on." You gotta turn the safety off. It's just like really blows his face off. <laughs> Shoots himself in the head. Oh man, someone so, should have taught that get gun safety. All right, so now how many college kids are we down? We have Allison who was knocked out, got knocked out uh, after all. The, she only wakes up after all the commotion is done. Um, yeah, so uh, you have Chad. Chad. Uh, so one black guy, black girl, and then Chloe and Chloe. So they're off trying to regroup. Each each group is now off trying to think. All right, what do we do from here? And, and Allison is trying to be like Allison explains why they're thinking yeah. the way they're thinking because Tucker and Dare are like, why would they think that we're trying to kill people, kill you? Yeah. And Allison is basically like, well. When we saw you at the gas station convenience store thing, we all thought you guys looked weird, and we yeah. thought that so you know that kind of you know makes Dale feel like that. He's like, oh, I thought you insecurity know, show and everything. Like, oh. His insecurity, yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm I thought that you know I had a chance with maybe a yeah. cool you know we were all like you, but you know. Uh, so they regroup. I'm I'm trying to think of which. Oh, college uh, kids come back and uh, points a gun at uh, Dale's dog. Oh, that's right. That's right. They they, they take. Uh, yeah, they brought a. They had a dog, old yeah. Buster, or it's an old hound dog. They're like, give us the girl, or we're gonna kill your dog. And but, so yeah, they start shooting at him with a nail gun. Mm-hmm. Tucker goes around back to get the dog, frees the dog, but he gets caught himself. 
he gets caught himself by the college kids and they they, they cut off his fingers and send it to uh to dale yeah they're like interrogating it but i mean at this point there's no real way that you can talk yourself out of this because we know how it looks yeah this is why it's kind of perfect because you realize like if you were in the college kids perspective you would think oh it's understandable that these hillbillies are killing our friends and as ones who know what's going on you're like well how would you explain this to him <laughs> yeah they strung up tucker he's like hanging upside down out in the middle of the forest yeah. um they send send dale's uh or send tucker's finger to uh to dale and now dale's like well i gotta go i gotta go get him yeah, that's my that's my boy yeah uh, they set a trap they set a trap which luckily you know he didn't, <laughs> which, didn't work it didn't miss by a very very little very very little while that's happening chad gets to the, to, cabin. To the cabin and is trying to get allison all right we're here to rescue you at the, oh and by this point um he had already tried to shoot a very creepy shot with allison yeah like he had tried to like hit on her almost get, like forced himself on her at the campsite earlier yeah he did everything but force himself he was about to yeah and she turned him down he's like hey i'm here to rescue you and she trying to explain to him hey look it's not what you think these guys are nice and, and they're like you got stockholm syndrome he's like it's where you fall in love with your captors and which is it's funny set, set off even more turn me down but yeah. not them yeah that which pisses him off more so he grabs a gas can starts dumping gas all over the place getting ready to burn it tucker uh, and dale come back finally mm-hmm and Elsa gets him to sit down for a cup of tea. Even though Tucker's feeling some kind of way. Yeah. His his finger got chopped off. This was supposed to be the weekend that he's just out <laughs> with his best friend, like fixing up his summer home. It's not going his way at all. He yeah. is not happy. Chad and and uh this is where this is where it's, it's funny because she's trying to be a psychology major and she's yeah. like, This would be a good time. Why don't we all just sit down and talk about our feelings and talk about why we feel a certain way and then you find out chad's mom was the one survivor from the earlier massacre i think you find that out later no when they sit down at the table he tells the story oh about yeah. his mom being the survivor mom and having to be born in a sane asylum and raised by his grandparents you find out the story about his father later oh oh that's right so yeah the mom was the survivor uh, of all that and she went crazy and had him in an insane asylum and Dale's just like uh, I'm sorry, sorry all that happened he's uh, like you uh, know I wasn't even born <laughs> yeah I know that but it's your kind uh no he said I would have been like five when that happened yeah <laughs> and, and yeah and Chad gets pissed off again and then yeah. he tries to attack you know Dale and, and through he doesn't through... start to attack until the other two friends come in Oh yeah, they like the dumbass. They yeah. see him talking. And they're like, "Oh, they're all trapped in there. Gotta save them." He busts they run in. in. Yeah, uh, one of them gets. Uh, I think the girl gets a uh, the weed eater to the face. Yeah, he runs out with the weed eater. Tucker's the one who ducks, and the girl gets a weed eater to the face. Um, one guy, the other guy gets uh set on fire because they're trying to like set this place on fire Does, who, thro who throws the, the molotov at him was it chad no it was the uh, other girl chloe she grabs a mason jar looks oh, like that's water right. actually moonshine fire intensifies burns that guy alive yeah 
Like and, she lights a cigarette with a flame. And pretty pretty much the whole place explodes. Chad gets out, Allison gets out, Tucker Dale get out. Yeah. But the other but everybody else pretty much either got exploded in that or fired or the one girl who got weed eated to the face. So Tucker and Dale and Allison all drive away in the truck, get into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Chad takes Allison. That son of a bitch. At this point, Chad is just full on like he he. Uh, it's not about escape anymore. He's just this dude's he's just full on. He he's gonna kill these people. He's gonna probably kill Allison too because he she's turned over to the dark side. Yeah. Uh, there's like an abandoned uh, sawmill. Yeah, it, it's been in sawmill. He takes her too. Um, Tucker's in worse shape now. Yeah. Um, Tucker and- has to be left behind. But he tells Dale, go get her. Yeah, basically gives Dale the pep talk saying, you know, the, uh, you know, you're, you're better than you think you are. You know, yeah. you just let your insecurities get the better of you is all. And, Real nice uh, chat. Yeah. Yeah. They, these two, like, you know, they, they'll, <laughs> Tucker does like, should talk to uh, Dale sometimes, but at the very end, they are best friends and he really does, good friend, yeah. and he does like build him up when he needs to. And he's, I mean, even in the beginning, he was saying, hey, look, you just need to have some confidence. Just go over there and talk to him. You know, he he, yeah. he sees the potential in Dale and has been trying to, like, get it out of him for a while. Yeah. It's Dale to the Dale. rescue. Dale comes to the rescue with the welding mask on, some paddings, and axe. Looks super intimidating. That's the uh, picture you see on the uh, cover art for uh, yeah. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. He walks into the sawmill, sees Allison saw to a table. She's screaming. He rips up his mask. He's like, hey, 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 hey. Just me. Just me. She's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. She's like, why are you dressed like that? Kind of looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> Very innocent. Like, I'm like, just trying to be a little intimidating. He, they he can't untie her nap. Yeah. He can't untie the knot. So Chad starts the table, and as it's sawing, Tucker just says, screw it, does axe at the rope. Clean shot. Clean, good shot. Yeah. Saves Allison, and then they start running from Chad. They end up in what I imagine is the manager's office. Yeah. Where there's all of this. I lo- I lo- <laughs> this does what a lot of funny uh, horror movies do, but I think it was to make fun of it, because all of this evidence is just laid out. Um, yeah, they find a newspaper article with the man who committed the massacres. So we find just like Chad, we find out that Chad's dad is was the hillbilly. uh, Is it that is it that he raped his mother? He raped his mother. Yeah. And then so so they I think he he says what the funniest thing he says that Chad is part hillbilly. (laughs) You're part hillbilly, too. You're part hill. I don't know why that term part hillbilly just makes me laugh every time. It's like hillbilly is a race. (laughs) You're part hillbilly. And Chad starts braging up again, so uh, Dale throws lavender tea at him, which yeah. causes an asthma attack. He's like, yeah, I did it because it caused an asthma attack. As long as we get him as a tailor, he'll be fine. Chad yeah, falls that. out a window. And the reason why he knows that is just because he, uh, they, he just knows random facts. That's like Trivial Pursuit is his favorite game in the world, and he knows like yeah. all the answers to it. Yeah. Uh, Chad falls out and seemingly dies. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of days, uh, Tucker's in the hospital. Uh, he got he got uh, his finger reattached, but it wasn't his finger. Well, he got two fingers cut off. One one uh, attached was his, one was one of the girls from the explosion. It was because they were specifically saying it was his bowling fingers. 
Yeah. Yeah, so one of his fingers is, is I guess it was probably Chloe's. Yeah, and he was like, does this finger look off to you? It has like a, like a long red fake nail on there. He's like under some anesthesia. Dale and Allison are kind of going steady. Yeah, they go on a bowling date. Very cute. And it's kind of like left like as a little happy ending, except we find out at the end that Chad is still out there. Chad Ooh. is still out there haunting the woods. Yeah. Half, half his face burnt off. Story. Yeah. Half his face burnt off. And that's just kind of how it ends. The college, it turns out the college fraternity dude was part hillbilly, and now he's the hillbilly that stalks the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking Chad. Like I said, it goes without saying, I love this movie. It is a fun movie. Um, and I and I try to think. All right, so what what do I like about this more so than Cabin in the Woods? It's probably the characters. In all honesty, um, Tucker and Dale are just very likable uh, characters. See, I think it is a killing in Cabin in the Woods that has me push over the edge of this movie for me. Well, Cabin in the Woods definitely has a lot more going for it in terms of yeah. like it's it, whether it be they definitely have a lot more money. Cabin in the Woods does pays fan service to pretty much every bit of horror, what horror people like. Like, they have every single type of creature out there. Yeah. So when you get to that elevator scene, you're like, you're like, oh my Let's god. Go. yeah. We, we did our Cabin in the Woods thing where you're just like, oh, just please press that button. And then for the next 10 minutes, you just see everything that you want to see. That's great. Uh, Tiger and Dale is very much smaller scale. Would would you say it's fair to put it on the same uh, level, as, not level, but the same kind of category as Leslie Vernon? Yeah, because it is taking like horror tropes and, and explaining why certain tropes are like like this is like in this one it was like it's all a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, I'd put it in the level of Leslie Vernon. Has a little bit more budget than Leslie Vernon, but Cabin yeah. in the Woods budget was like six times the amount of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And you said it, pro- it came out around the same time. Yeah, both around 2011, 2012. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was a good two years for, like, horror comedy. Yeah. I think Leslie Vernon, though, came out, like, 06. How about, uh, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and exclude the woodchipper scene, which is my favorite scene. That's the best scene of the movie. Oh, uh, let me think of my other death or other scene of the movie. Oh, it, it's definitely explaining it to the cop. Yeah, that is a great scene. Just <laughs> when out of nowhere, these kids started killing themselves all over my property. Right. And they, they're oh. just explaining. There's a guy over there that's in the wood chipper. There's a guy who impaled himself over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he no just way. jumped into the trench himself and impaled himself. He's like, you must be think I'm some kind of moron to believe something like that. No, sir, just maybe open minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's my second favorite scene. Yeah. Would that be yours as well? That or uh, when Tucker comes running out with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. That yeah. scene's great too. Cause... He, he just legit looks like a crazy person. Yeah. He's just trying to get away from the bees, but yeah. I think it's safe to say that. I think our wheelhouse is probably a lot more horror comedy. <laughs> we do love our horror comedies on this channel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I think it's just because we've been reviewing more as of late. Um, well, last one was the menu, so then we also had Tremors, and but I think we've yeah. also said that a lot of the horror movies have some elements of comedy in them. Yeah, 
Oh, uh, let's uh, let's get to ratings. Our ratings, okay. Technicals. Technicals. I'm gonna go seven. Yeah, I'm right there with you on a seven. That's what I was thinking too. It's not good enough to put at an eight, but they're not bad. So they're pretty okay technicals. Nothing too fancy, but nothing uh, ambitious really either. Yeah. It's competent, I'll say that. Story, I'm probably going to give an eight and a half. Such an out of the box. It's a simple story, but it's outside of the box of the simple story. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said eight as well. Uh, Yeah, it's hilarious to me. Um... I would give it eight and a half, but I think eight's fine for me. Okay. But I will say eight and a half for enjoyment, though. Yeah, I'm right there, eight and a half for enjoyment, too. I think, like, I had... I've made this comparison before, but it'd be like, um... Cabin in the Woods is like Godfather, and this movie, to me, is like Goodfellas. In that I've watched Goodfellas way more than I've seen Godfather. And I don't know why. It's just... It just hits me in all the right spots. So... Maybe also, uh, comparatively, what's the running time for both of these? Parker and Dale vs. Evil is 89 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Cabin in the Woods is 95 minutes. Oh, so they're roughly the same. Yeah. Six Which, minutes different, yeah. They're both not, you know, an hour and a half is pretty much the standard. Yeah. Like, how long a horror movie usually is, so... Yeah, again, maybe it's just one of those unexplained things where it's just, hey, you like what you like, and I just happen to watch uh, Tucker and Dale way more than Cabin. Yeah. I think Tucker and Dale is one of those where I could just watch by myself, but Cabin in the Woods, I can watch by myself, but it's a lot more fun if you have a group of people. Yeah, and our average score together is 23.5 out of 30, so that's a pretty high score. Pretty nice score. I took a chance and watched this movie with my mother one time, and, and I was so happy when she laughed her ass off at that wood chipper scene <laughs> yeah I, when i when i was like when I, I was like oh yes good i was like it's she she has some good taste i was like because it's like she she had to catch her breath she was laughing so hard at that wood chipper scene. <laughs> oh but that was i i, I like the way i ended it out uh yeah but uh dave you're you're gonna be bringing us home okay are you like juggling between two or three of them yeah, I'm thinking. While you're thinking, I can tell you what I was going to have. Um, yeah. Initially, I was going to have the first Saw movie, but I feel like I can save that one for a different day. The ones that I picked, I think, were ones that don't usually, aren't like the main ones that usually get up in discussion. Like 1408, usually people like The Shining when it comes to haunted hotels. Tremors, yeah. it has its followers, but I don't think it's appreciated nearly enough. And Tucker and Dale usually gets overshadowed by uh, Kevin in the Woods. woods so. Yeah. Should have probably thought about this before we started recording and what was going to be my next... Yeah, it's all right. We'll just cut out the yeah. dead air. Sometimes, sometimes... I, I get it. Sometimes you need to... I thought I was going to have to... I got for... it. Okay. So this is kind of a guilty pleasure by me, but we are going to be watching House on the Haunted Hill, the remake. Not House... the Vincent Price one, the one from 2001. I don't think I've seen the... Uh... I always get that mixed up with the haunting. Um yeah. With Liam Neeson, I think, is the one with the haunting. So Yeah, Liam Neeson is not in this movie. House on Haunted Hill, the remake. Hey, yes. you know what? It's I'm sure there, there's remakes out there that if you like what you like. I love this one. So I've watched it at least once a year, every year, since I was a kid. So Now, I mean, while still giving the original his flowers, which one do you honestly prefer? Like, if you had the two sitting in front of you, which would, like, if you were at home watching it yourself, would you... Pick the Vincent Price one or this one that we're going to watch. 
depends on my mood. If I'm just throwing something on for like, well, I'm doing something else, I'll probably do the remake. Mm-hmm. But if I'm actually going to sit down and get invested, it'll be the Vincent Price one. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So that will be, this is going to be our final, our final yeah. pick of, you know, that's three movies down to each of us, which you, you started out with Summer of 84. Then you followed up with the menu. Which are two, like, completely great films. And then I'm ending it with a movie I know isn't a great film, but I do love. But that's what it is. That's why I like this yeah. uh, podcast. It's like, hey, look, sometimes this ain't going to be a critically acclaimed movie, I know, but I just want to put it out there and talk about it. Yeah. Is that on Shutter? I have no idea what it's on. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be a fun one, too. That, that'll be a fun one so we can also compare it. Uh, with the Vincent Price one. That'll be a good, yeah. like, kind of old versus new uh, uh, discussion. So, yeah. Which, I don't know if we... No, we've done that. We've done that with, like, House of Wax. Yeah, House of Wax we did that with, yeah. So, that'll be a good one. We haven't done that one since season one, then. Yeah. Or season two, I think, rather. Yeah. Because Haley Newland came back on the show for... For the House of Wax, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Thanks again, and we got our homework to do. Thank you guys again, everybody who's following us still. Hope to see you again. Have a good week, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.